0: Welcome back to another edition of This Week in College Football. I'm here with my co-host, Sonny Martinez. Uh, We're going to talk about the UCLA hire. We have some coaches resigning very late in the season. I can't believe the coaching carousel is still going on. Uh, The NCAA football game and some other news. Sonny, how are you today? What's up, man? I'm doing great. How about you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, Running on very little sleep right now, but uh, it's okay. We're going to get through this, and I'm going back to bed. (laughs) i feel you there so as you know chip kelly decided to leave ucla for ohio state um so ucla decided to hire deshaun foster uh do you have any thoughts on this hire
1: yeah my my thoughts on this hire have kind of changed since the news came out um my my initial thought was who And I don't mean that in terms of I've never heard of the guy. I mean that in terms of, like, if you called me and told me that the Bills fired Sean McDermott and Mm -hmm. hired Tom Cruise to be the coach, my response would be, wait, who? That's kind of what I was doing here. Although the more I think about it now, I kind of like it because he's been a coach at UCLA since 2017. He went to UCLA. He knows the program. He knows the area. So I'm kind of changing my tone on it a little bit. But overall, I don't. And we could look back and think, and this is going to be a great hire in, you know, five, six years, whatever. But right now, I don't think it was the kind of hire that UCLA needs. They, entering the Big Ten, they're going to have a lot more competition. Um, They they needed someone big, and I, I think they kind of just swung and missed on this.
0: Yeah, so that's how my initial reaction to this hire was. I even tweeted it. I feel like this was, this screams like a B or C option hire to me. But, but. The players are very excited about it. There's people around the program are excited about it, and he seems fired up to be the head coach there. So maybe he'll bring in the energy that they need. I mean, people throw around the word fit a lot in coaching. This is definitely a fit for UCLA, but will the results be there on the field?
1: Yeah, and you know I'm one of them that's all about fit. Just like I said, I think on the last show, PJ Flack, as great a coach as he is, he would not have been a fit at UCLA. It just would not have worked. No. Foster is a great fit he like I said he knows the area he went there he coached there but I just think they needed someone with a little more I don't want to say head coaching experience but just overall that can help the program a little more you're entering a brand new era brand new conference you don't know what you're in for
0: yeah and that's gonna be the tough part because they're definitely behind on the talent in the UC uh, in the Big Ten sorry but like I said, the people around the program seem very excited to have Deshaun Foster at the helm. I, I don't hate the hire as much as I did when it started because I'll admit I didn't really know much about Deshaun Foster. But he's been a coach there for a while. The program seems to love him. So, I mean, he, he definitely seems like a guy that won't be fired in a year or two if he has a bad season. It seems like they'll probably give him some time to get, you know, get his guys in and see it through. I agree with
1: that. But on the other hand, patience is a word that's rarely ever used in L.A. And whether we want to admit it or not, whether you're a fan of UCLA or not, the fact of the matter is UCLA is little brother to USC. Is Deshaun Foster really going to out recruit uh, USC's head coach?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I I, I don't know if that's going to happen. The, the yeah. flip side to that, though, is is Lincoln Riley on the hot seat. So maybe in a year this is a non-issue or he goes to the NFL or whatever. But right now I just think this is such a less than hire for UCLA. I don't see how – you know, it, it's going to it's – it'll be okay. I don't think it's going to be a train wreck, but it's not going to be – you know, I don't think this is a home run hire, and I'm sticking by my Western
0: Vanderbilt comment from last show. That, that is a tough comment for UCLA fans to hear. It has to be nailed on a chalkboard for them. Speaking of Lincoln Riley, uh, I thought this comment he said yesterday was very interesting, that uh, he wants USC to be Michigan, which is – I don't, I couldn't think of a comparison further from what Lincoln Riley is than Jim Harbaugh's Michigan teams.
1: He needs a defense before he can become
0: Michigan. They Michigan was about defense and running the ball out of the control of the clock. This is air raid and just score more points than the other guy. I don't understand how he wants to be Michigan.
1: Yeah, air raid and hope you score more. That is that's the complete opposite of what Michigan is. And I get it. I think he was implying more of the transfer portal, like he doesn't want to be too reliant on that. But at the same time, if it wasn't for a transfer portal, he wouldn't have Caleb Williams with him.
0: Yeah, he wouldn't have had a lot of the guys. I mean, I think uh, I think Hollywood Brown was a juco transfer when he was at Oklahoma too. Like he, Baker Mayfield, uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, actually, pretty much everyone that he's succeeded with has came from the portal.
1: Yeah, and to me, that just screams, do as I say, not as I do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, So in in other news, I just want to touch on that Lincoln Riley thing quick. Uh, There is some bad news down in the the bayou. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw this. I was scrolling on X the other day, and I could not believe when I saw this news. LSU running back Trey Holly facing attempted secondary murder charges.
1: Yeah, I saw that, and I, I don't even know what to say about this. It's a horrible situation, and, I mean, obviously, if this is true, he belongs in jail for a very long time.
0: Yeah, uh, one thing I saw that was interesting yesterday, actually, uh, was this, actually, that he put out a statement. I feel like this is a time you probably shouldn't say anything, but uh, he says, as you guys know, he was recently arrested on three felony charges. I have been falsely identified, accused, and arrested. I am one hundred percent innocent, and the people that know me know this is not my character at all. I was not at this incident at all. I was at home, which is where the incident took place. I turned myself in because I was notified of an arrest warrant. So it sounds like maybe something happened in his house, and he was just there from what he's saying. But I hope this isn't true, because as much as I do like to joke around about LSU, this is this is a terrible situation, and obviously would be ruining multiple people's lives if this is if this is true
1: yeah and that's why i'm very hesitant to say anything more than what i just said because i don't know all the facts and mm-hmm. in in situations like this it's rare that all of the facts come out so i just i, I hope that whatever justice is in the situation is served and it's to the right person
0: yeah i, I agree so yeah i just want, i just wanted to bring that up because i obviously i saw it. i couldn't could glance over it for the episode um but this is, this is another one that we have. How ex- I don't know if you are a gamer, but how excited are you for this if you are?
1: Dude, I am so pumped. I'm not a big gamer. I'll play every now and then, like this time mm-hmm. of year when, when it's, you know, 14 and snowing in Buffalo. There's really not much else to do, so I'll, I'll flip it on. But the only reason I still have my PlayStation 3 is because of NCAA 14. And I'm so excited that there's going to be a new game out this year. Long, long overdue.
0: All right, so, so while we're on that topic, because I, I, I'm thrilled. I'm a big gamer. We actually have a, a big plan. I don't know if I told you, but I've messaged some people about having some former college stars play in a, a Twitch tournament uh, sponsored hopefully, by us. Hopefully not
1: Cardell Jones.
0: No, no, I, I, but he, he might be the head betting favorite. Uh, there are uh, two quarterbacks and a lineman so far that have agreed to it. So so that would be if pretty cool.
1: If we're talking betting, we might want to hit up LSU for that then.
0: Oh man, maybe uh, what was his name? Oh, Kashan Booty. Be like, hey, who do you got? <laughs> um, so while we're on the topic of NCAA football twenty four, if it were up to you, if 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 EA came to you, Sonny, and said, "Who should be on the cover? Who do you think you'd give it to?"
1: Okay, that that depends. Do we want a current player on the cover? Do we want a former player on the cover? Or does it have to be a player? Or can that's put that's, anybody that's the
0: dilemma. It? That's the dilemma.
1: Because to me, I know who I'd put on there without even thinking twice about it, and that's Nick Saban.
0: Okay, so so it'd be like, kind of like the Madden edition like of, uh, of Madden. Just take John Madden and then have Saban?
1: Yeah, because if you think about it, what is the number one most played mode in NCAA? Usually Dynasty. That's a if, great point. If, if Nick Saban's the guy you're chasing all those records in Dynasty mode, why not put him on the cover? You wouldn't have to deal with NIL or paying another player extra to be on the cover. I think that's a, a great choice.
0: Yeah. So I, I see a lot of people saying that there will be like a, a saving addition, like a dynasty edition. That, that would be awesome. Um, so if I was going player, I, I've seen a few concepts of like former Heisman winners, like people that weren't in the game, like during the dark age years, that would be pretty cool to have some guys on there that, didn't get to be in the game and just pay a little homage i think that would be my favorite but if we're going current player because uh that seems to be like what people think is going to happen for the cover uh, i think i'm going blake no he's, he's blake quorum maybe
1: okay so quorum's going to be in the draft so is are we including guys that are leaving in the draft this year
0: well yeah so i, I think I don't, I don't really remember how it went did it go with they like were able to leave the year before, or was it they were back for their last year? It's been I so think it long. Was,
1: I think it was guys that were going into the um to the NFL draft.
0: Okay, yeah. So if, if that works, then I would probably do Corum. Uh, I mean, there's not much else to say. National champion uh, was a big part of his team, or maybe Corum and Edwards actually just together.
1: You're missing the obvious choice here, though.
0: I probably am, and when you say it, I'm gonna be so mad at myself. But let's hear it.
1: We've already talked about his team, Jaden Daniels.
0: You think they'll put Daniels on the cover? Do
1: I think they will? No.
0: Oh, Should he be? That, he's, he's, okay.
1: he's, he's up there. Oh, I'd be so annoyed. If, if, okay, so who do I think is going to be on the cover? Marvin Harrison Jr.
0: Oh, that would be awesome. That would be an incredible cover. No doubt. That'd be incredible. Uh, All right, so actually, while we're on the topic of this, then, because – uh, we, we have some time to kill here. We only got two topics left, technically. Uh, let's, instead of doing the draft we talked about, let's do a top three players we want to use in the game. We can't wait to use.
1: Hmm. Okay. So, again, this goes this goes back to, are we going, like, old school NCAA where they have old teams in there? Because I think it was, like, NCAA 07 had, like, 2001 Miami in it and all that other stuff. Or are we just going current players this year?
0: I I think for this we're we're gonna go current, but um, current meaning like they could have left for the draft this year too. So okay, okay. So you want to do like a a snake draft? I'll go uh, first. Yeah, sure. Okay, so uh, for me, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna probably do one running back, one receiver, one quarterback. That's that's probably my plan. Um, Okay. Quarterback, it's tough. I, I would say Jaden Daniels, but I'm to be honest, I was never going to use LSU, so I would just be lying to everyone. Uh, quarterback, that's tough. I'll, I'll come back to quarterback. I was going to say, you better
1: re- you better not take my pick here.
0: For wide receiver, uh, I'm definitely going to say Mizzou's Luther Burden. Uh, I can't wait to use him. I'll definitely use that team because I have an infatuation with Mizzou. So uh, and I love him. He's probably going to be one of the higher overall players. So I'll probably go Luther Burton.
1: Awesome. And you just took my receiver that I was going to take, so thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> this is like every fantasy draft I've ever had. My entire team always goes one pick before I want them.
0: The first pick, so, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, first that's that's even worse. You got the entire 131 teams with 85 players apiece, and you take the one guy that I want it, doesn't that figure. <laughs> I don't right, so, even
0: like he think like he's the most popular player. He's kind of like a little obscure to casual. Well, that's,
1: that's, that's the first guy that came into my head when it came to receiver. So, all right, then I'm going to go where you didn't want to go, and that's the quarterback. And I'm going to take Michael Penix. Okay. Who I said, although he he he's, he's the most exciting player in college football last year, I
0: think. Okay. I mean, that's a great choice. That offense will be a lot of fun to use. Uh. I'm. I'm not gonna say Caleb Williams for me. Uh. Oh man, this is this is really tough. Okay, I do have one actually. A little obscure, staying kind in the same area as Missouri. How about Jalen Daniels at Kansas? Oh wow. Okay,
1: I I like that pick a lot because that's not one that a lot of people are gonna think of. No, and I
0: was never a fan of. So I I, I play a lot of like online Madden and stuff. I was never a fan of using like Ohio State or Alabama in Boy. I kind of always liked playing like a middle of the pack team. So Jalen Daniels is kind of exactly what I'm looking for. Like Kansas is all right, but they got, they got a star quarterback.
1: Yeah, that's uh that's, that's a really good one. All right. Can, so, can uh, you imagine how bad Kansas would have been in the video game over oh, since, since uh, the game shut down?
0: You know, you know what, you know what, this has saved me from something. Hmm. the continuous Rutgers rebuilds I would have had to do. <laughs> During the Chris Ash years, I would have fired the game up into Dynasty. Chris Ash, get your ass off the field. You're fired.
1: Yeah, now instead of going from three and nine every year, you're at least starting from six and six, which that's that's a little easier on you now.
0: Yeah, we're, we're starting bowl eligible every year. We 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 could do that. <laughs> All right, so your next pick. Can I take another quarterback? Uh no. Yeah, you, you can you can.
1: All right, so I'm going to go with another, I don't want to say obscure one, but someone that will be in the game next year because he's only going to be a sophomore. Noah Fafita, quarterback from Arizona. Okay, that's another good one. This this guy might be a Heisman candidate next year, and he's going to have speed in the game. He's going to have accuracy in the game. He's going to be a lot of fun, and that Arizona offense is going to be one of the top ones to play with. In, in terms of NCAA 25, they might be what Texas Tech used to be.
0: Yeah, that, that Arizona team is going to be so good. Fafita is a great quarterback. That that's a good pick too. It's kind of like my Daniel's pick. A little out there. Not everyone would say that one, so I, I yep. like it. Um, all right. So I'll take two wide receivers then. If you took two quarterbacks, and then I'll, I'll I will do a running back at the end. Okay. So my second wide receiver, uh, Malakai Corley from Western Kentucky. He oh, is so that's... good after the catch. I. He's going to be my Tavon Austin. I know it.
1: That's a deep cut right there. I think he's coming out this year, isn't he?
0: Yeah, I, I think so, but he is just oh. so good after the catch. I, I and I love the juke move and stuff, so I'm going to love using that, especially except if I'm playing against someone who's not using, you know, if they're using a MAC team and I want to use a MAC team. Western Kentucky is the go-to.
1: Western Kentucky is a sneaky good offense. Air Raid offense puts up a lot of points, a lot of yards. That's they're going to be another fun one.
0: Oh yeah. All right, so your, your next one. We, we, we got two left.
1: I'm going to take one that I can't believe you didn't take because he's a receiver and a defensive back, Travis Hunter from Colorado.
0: Oh, man, yeah, that that was a really you, good one.
1: I you, glanced you can, over it. One of Maybe the only guy in this year's game that you can play on both sides of the ball, you can have him the entire game, and he, he's going to be dominant no matter where you put him.
0: Yeah, that's true. Now that you said that, I probably should have taken Shador Sanders as my quarterback too. But, uh, you live and you learn. But yeah, he's. Yeah, so it's a, I took two
1: quarterbacks. You can do that.
0: Okay. Yeah. So so if I did another quarterback, it'd be Shador. But yeah, Travis Hunter is going to be so good. He's also probably potentially a cover athlete.
1: Yeah, it's possible. Uh, him and Sanders both get the cover.
0: Yeah, I, I also saw that they were talking about maybe doing regional covers. That would be pretty cool. Um. Okay, but I I would
1: only like that if I can pick which cover I get, like like the Phil Steele version of the college football preview
0: magazines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's like because, a, you get select which one you want.
1: Yeah, because like I, I, no offense, like Boston College and Rutgers oh. and all them, but I don't really right. want them on the cover. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's 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 not because of the team, it's because of the region. Like pretty much everything out here is always going to be the same few teams, so that's why I always get programs from out west
0: or whatever. Towing a very thin line, buddy. But, <laughs> Not that Rutgers belongs on a cover, anyways. But I'm trying oh, to work
1: with you here a little bit.
0: This podcast is over. This is the final episode. It's the
1: 0 <laughs> and 12, the 0 12 version. <laughs> oh my!
0: I, that's, I called the Kayla Williams jersey, the seven and five uh, edition yesterday. <laughs> um. All right. So for my running back, actually, it's a tough one because there's there's a lot of good ones. Edwards, Coram, Ali, Gordon. If I'm a little biased. I'd say Nick Singleton at Penn State.
1: That's going to be your final answer
0: uh, for running back. Uh, yeah, I, I think so.
1: I'm going to before you lock it in, I'm going to give you a chance just to just to rethink this. Uh-huh. And and are you sure you want to lock it in as your answer? All right.
0: I think so. Oh, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Kyle, no. guy. The Big Ten's leading rusher. Okay. Okay, so you're sticking Big Ten. Of course. Okay. Okay, I'll take that. That's fair. Where, where are you going? Because this makes me think you have someone that's going to blurt out here in a second.
1: I, I believe I do. I'm going out west again. Ashton Genty from Boise State.
0: <sighs> yeah, he's a stud. He's a stud.
1: He's going to be one of those guys in that game that you pick online and the other guy, you're just going to hear the moan from just because he knows he's about to get run over.
0: It's going to say, why can't I tackle this guy? You're going to get casual saying, who is this number two on Boise State? <laughs> yeah, no, that's an incredible answer. It's going to look so much better on the blue turf, too.
1: Oh, man, the blue turf in NCAA always looks so great, even back when the graphics were crappy in, like, 2001,
0: 2002. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be fun, and he's such a great answer. So uh, you have, what, a – are we done? Is that four? I think so. Okay, yeah, so we each have four. Those will definitely be some fun ones to use. Um, like I said, uh, all right, so one last thing we'll throw into this. We'll piggyback off this. First team you're going to dynasty with, and then we'll move on.
1: Mm-hmm. So I usually like to start with a team that's not good okay, and then, and then work my way up. So I don't know, maybe – see, I don't, I don't want to insult anybody, but maybe like Texas
0: State or something. Couldn't even choose rockers for this. Unbelievable. <laughs> are, are they going to allow FCS teams in the game this year? They Oh, that's ridiculous. They are. <laughs> but, <laughs> they are. But for me, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'd pick like – it's really tough. I saw Portland State. Kind of like that one. I like their uniforms. Uh, they are an FCS team, but they're in. So that would be pretty yep. cool.
1: If we're rocking FCS teams, then it's going to be another team with non-green turf, and that's Eastern Washington.
0: Oh, yeah, that, that that's awesome.
1: Red turf in that game would look awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, that would be cool. Uh, for a group of five, I'd probably say I'm bringing a Natty to Boone.
1: Oh, man, that would be crazy.
0: Yeah, I, I saw your question yesterday about uh, the, the group of five uh, hosting a playoff game. I think a playoff game at App State would be insane.
1: Yeah, that atmosphere is crazy for a random Wednesday night October game anyways. So yeah. Can you imagine a playoff
0: game now? I mean they have like Luke Combs uh performing before games like on like I said random Tuesday nights. So it would be insane for them to have it uh as a playoff game. All right. Yeah. So
1: hopefully that happens someday.
0: Yeah. Um I- I'm so excited for the playoff. We'll touch on that on another episode. This is gonna be kind of a shorter one. We're on a little bit of a time constraint. But uh, one of our last things I want to talk about is, did you see this news? I know most people probably have not because I could probably count the amount of people that care about Georgia State football on one hand. Uh, Sean Elliott, the coach down there at Georgia State, leaving for a tight ends coach at University of South Carolina. This is crazy. This is late in the carousel for a coach to be like, hey, I'm out of here.
1: It is, but it's. I think it's a smart move for him on on multiple fronts. First of all, you'd have to imagine going to South Carolina. He's probably going to be getting paid just about the same, if not more, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For significantly less responsibility. And I think he sees that that Georgia State is one of the programs that's kind of getting left behind because of the NIL era. Like, they they kind of don't stand a chance because if you have one good season there, you're probably going to go into the portal and then who knows where you're going to end up. On top of that, it's not like he was really lighting the world on fire at Georgia State either. They're a new, young program, and he did well there. But it's not like you're you're losing a, a you know significant figure within the program. He was 41 and 44 there, which again, not bad, but still like you can do better than that.
0: Yeah, I mean you're right. 41, 44, 27, 20, 30 in conference. The only thing I don't understand, and and I don't this like you said, it's probably just because of the NLI stuff, but. It just seems like a step backwards in his career. like I, I don't know if, like I said, there could be other things factoring in, but he was already at South Carolina as an interim head coach, the o line coach. going back to be a tight ends coach just seems like you went back to where you came from after or is he
1: coach. or or is he trying to have like a little career reset where he has two, three good years there and springboards it into a job at Vanderbilt or uh, a top group of five program because that is kind of what I'm thinking he's doing now.
0: That's that's true. He could be, you know, just work work for a little bit, get your name back, and be like, hey, I have previous head coaching experience. Let me get a shot.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's he's only fifty years old right now. So if he stays there for three years, he's fifty three. That in the coaching world is still very young.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is very young in coaching.
1: And like I said, I think he knows that that Georgia State is kind of they are where they are since since two thousand twenty one, eight and five, four and eight, seven and six. That's kind of just where they're going to be.
0: Yeah, and like you said, they are going to get left behind the NLI stuff. Um, Yeah, it's very interesting that he left. I hope this doesn't set a precedent, though, for coaches leaving smaller schools for position coaching. Uh, I I really hope it doesn't.
1: Well, you got to remember, too, Chip Kelly just did the same thing. Much larger scale, obviously, but Mm -hmm. is this becoming a thing that's not only going to start to affect the group of five teams, but also some of the... I hate to use this term, but lower-end power-five teams.
0: Yeah, luckily, as a record fan, I don't have to worry about that. But, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> i kidding. Um, yeah, that's a great point. I just hope it doesn't set a precedent. I don't really like where we're at in college football right now. I don't think anyone really loves it, but uh, I guess it's, it's where we are.
1: No, this this NIL thing is becoming just a little bit too much, even even for me.
0: Yeah, like I, 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 I feel the same way.
1: I like it. I'm glad that... Players are getting whatever money they can get, but it it's pretty much glorified free agency at this point. And there are programs that are just going to be absolutely decimated by this. Like you think that a, a team like UMass has any chance of ever benefiting from this? Cause I don't.
0: Yeah, no, they, they really don't. It, it's, it, it's just, it's terrible. I, I'm not a fan. I, I think players should be compensated. Don't get me wrong. I just think this isn't the way to go about it.
1: Yeah, there has to be a better way. And I'm not trying to be one of those guys that says that and then sits here with absolutely no suggestion on how to do it. But I'm going to be honest. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to make it better. I just know that there has to be a better way than what we're doing right now.
0: There are people being paid a lot more money to talk about these things behind closed doors than me and you. So we could let them figure out how to do it. That is also very true. <laughs> um, so, actually, the last thing I, I want to throw on here, actually, I, I know we didn't discuss this prior. So, uh, just I want to talk about Steve Sarkeesian's contract extension because uh, that just happened. Um, did you see some of the things he gets in this contract?
1: I read up on it a little bit, like a country club membership and a car uh, and all that
0: stuff. Uh, yeah, I think it's you got two new cars, 20 hours of private jet use, a one time <laughs> special payment of $300,000. A country club membership in various ticket allotments. I just don't
1: understand how you can be in such a powerful position that you're like, you know what, $10 million a year, that's pretty nice. But if you don't throw in that country club membership, I'm just not going to sign
0: it. Yeah, like, listen, the old lady likes to pull down at the country club. So if I <laughs> put that thing in there, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, it's funny. I've seen a lot of coaches with a country club membership in the, uh, in their contract, I believe Chris Ash had one when he was at Rutgers. I, actually, I'm almost certain he did. Uh, just that's one that comes to mind. And then, well, the yeah, because they weren't, they
1: weren't practicing in December or January, so you got to have something to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, th- that's very true. Some would say they weren't practicing at all, but <laughs> um, yeah, I know Greg Schiano also has the private jet use. I see a lot of coaches uh requesting that. Um, but I feel like 20 hours is kind of low, that's like one flight and you're done.
1: Yeah, I've never flown before, so I don't really know how that works either. But yeah, it does You've seem kind of like. No, God, no.
0: What?
1: No, and I don't think I ever will either. <laughs> um, all right, being, so being, you... stuck, being stuck in a metal tube five miles above the air with, you know, 500 of my closest friends that I've never met before. Mm-hmm. That does not seem like my idea of fun either. And before anybody jumps on me, I am not afraid of flying. I'm afraid of crashing.
0: You know, all right, so I'm just comparing this right now. Uh this so obviously Sarkeesian being paid ten million dollars a year, comparing it to Greg Shiano's contract, which I have saved on my phone. Don't don't ask why. Um he, he also gets a car, a private golf club membership, a hundred thousand dollars for relocation, and unlimited private jet use for all recruiting activities. So so that hmm. is that, that's pretty interesting. So I I guess Sark gets 20 hours to be like, hey, you want to go to Cancun? Here's the point. That's that's pretty cool.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. I I just – I can't imagine being in a position where you can actually negotiate that in.
0: Yeah. I mean – And then – That's when you know you're important, right? When you could be like, hey, what's that private jet over there? 20 hours, buddy.
1: Yeah, and then you send the contract back. Like, I know I just got the golf club in there. Like, we're good. I appreciate that, but – what do you mean just one car? I got a wife, too. I'm going <laughs> to need two of those.
0: Uh, $10 million a year sounds great, but I got, I got some bills coming up. you think we could throw in like a one-time $300,000 payment just to get, to, you know, get the line <laughs> signed? And they're like, yeah, sh- sure, sure, Sark. We'll do it.
1: <laughs> I think the better question is when we look back, will this contract be worth it, or did they just Jimbo Fisher themselves?
0: So I made that comparison yesterday, and Texas fans are very not happy about it. I don't. I wasn't saying he is Jimbo Fisher. I just think they need to be very careful about think. It becomes a problem when you think you're there yet and you're not. I think that's what.
1: Yeah, I mean, how many programs have we seen get this close and then they just never make it back? Exactly. And I'm not. I'm not saying that's going to be Texas, but entering the SEC, life is about to get a lot harder.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. And that's why I said, so I use the term, and I don't love the term I use the more I think about it, but I said this is a make or break year for Texas. I don't think that's what I meant, but I just mean that if they have a stinker year this year, it's going to be so much harder to regain that momentum in the SEC.
1: It's it's going to be a tone setter for the next four to five years. I think that's going to be it. And I think the thing that they absolutely have to do this year is beat Texas A&M because if they if, if they and anm both have records of say seven and five eight and four but am beats them that might change a lot of eyes within the SEC and, and Texas recruiting as a whole
0: yeah and it, it should to be honest that's a game you have to win that's a team it's not they're not there right now but this is this is a tough schedule for Texas next year uh, so they're going to have to really be on next year you know our Colorado State show sure, that's a blowout at Michigan, week two. Not a game I would love to be in. Uh, UTSA, you know, these three are pretty much washes. Then at Oklahoma, I mean, versus Oklahoma, versus Georgia. Uh, it's, just, it's just tough. And then finishing the season with a Uh
1: Poor Vanderbilt. Coming off two weeks in a row versus Oklahoma and Georgia.
0: Poor Vanderbilt. Poor yeah, Texas, Billy Napier.
1: <laughs> Texas might be 0-2 between those two games, and then they're just going to go to Vanderbilt in late seventy.
0: And then they're gonna go. They're gonna. uh, Florida's gonna come into Texas and get fifty hung on them, which is gonna be crazy.
1: Yeah, that game might get ugly too.
0: Yeah. uh, All right. So, one quick prediction before we uh, sign off here: Does Billy Napier make it through the season?
1: Can you pull up Florida's schedule? Absolutely. Because I'm inclined to say no. I'm very much inclined to say no. So you just want to pick where he gets fired i wouldn't that that's a little stiff but
0: it sounds like what you're saying to me okay so versus florida versus sanford AM, mississippi state oh they got they got a little bit of an easy schedule ah uh, okay well that that's that probably doesn't oh god that back end is <laughs> that oh, november no. steals your <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> i he, if if he
1: makes it through november that's going to be a miracle
0: Yeah, that is. This is a rough stretch. Let me tell you. Versus
1: number one at number four. Versus twelve. Versus six at fifteen. Oh my God.
0: Yeah, this suddenly looks. You see why this looks so easy? Sorry, if they lose this game, and he has a a rough November, it's done. It's over. Versus Miami. Even. Oh man, they.
1: Or you should have. They should have five wins heading into November, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, even this game, this game's not a pushover.
1: They're not going to beat Tennessee. They're absolutely not going to beat Tennessee. By the way, I am going to that game this year. I Are cannot you? wait. Yes.
0: That's awesome. I uh, I was actually just making plans yesterday to a game. I'll show you this before we uh, wrap it up here. This was the game that me and my friend were talking about going to this year, November 9th. Oh,
1: Washington man, be visits awesome. Beaver Stadium. That would be a lot of fun.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I can't wait. Got to welcome them to the Big Ten. Potential whiteout activities, so that would be incredible. Uh, if, if it's this game, I will also be. At, I'll be at this game too, but I, I don't want to go to this one. It's going to be not pretty. All
1: right. So it, Washington has never played in Penn State. You know that? I did not. Yes, Washington and Penn State have only played three times. Penn State is three and zero. Oh. oh. 1921, 1983 and two thousand seventeen.
0: Wow. Uh, yeah, I remember Washington came out to the east. Uh, because they played Rutgers at Rutgers. Uh, once and that was I think close. That
1: was 2016, I want to say.
0: Yeah, that was a close game too. There's actually a little bit of bad blood between the two teams. I don't know if you know that. I mean, most people probably don't know that. But yeah, but between Washington and Rutgers, there is a bit of bad blood.
1: It was uh 2017. I'm sorry, 2017. Washington two and zero against Rutgers.
0: Yeah. <coughs> <coughs> That'll be two and two soon. Thank you. All right. I think that's all we have for today. Uh, this is February 19th. This episode it, will probably be out later today.
1: Before we go, I, ha- I do have one more question for you regarding uh, Texas and the SEC. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. And I'm, ve- and I'm very interested to hear your take on this. Okay. So I think we can all agree that it wasn't really that long ago that Miami and Nebraska were both powers within college football. Right? Mm-hmm. As Texas and Oklahoma are now. Oklahoma last year had a down year. The year before that as well, whatever. But in general, Texas and Oklahoma are still top dogs within the college football world, right? Okay, yep, I'm there. Which one of them in the SEC is more likely to become this era's mm-hmm. Nebraska and Miami? Kind of just, I don't want to say falling off the national radar, but constantly talking about, you know, when are they going to get back to the way they were? Oklahoma. I See, I would agree with that.
0: I think Texas just has too much money, too much backing. Oklahoma is good, but they just seem like – I mean, look, they had a, a bad year, what, two years ago where they were at 6-6? Six and six? I mean, Texas had down years, but I feel like Oklahoma – they're one of those teams that thinks they're there, but they're not. That's, that's a perfect example of what I said before. Oh. Uh, I, I think that's them. They're going to play good defense. They're going to be a stingy team, but – Everyone in the SEC and Big Ten plays good defense. When you're in those conferences, you can't just rely on good defense. you got to have the whole package to be a good team. And This year, I'd argue they didn't have a great offense. So if they had a year like this, uh, who knows?
1: So it sounds kind of like you're saying that Oklahoma is not going to adapt well to life in the SEC.
0: I don't know if I'd say that because I love Venables. And I don't want to sound like I'm hating on Oklahoma, but you're making me choose between the two of them. So I'm I'm not predicting this is going to happen. But If I'm choosing, I would say Oklahoma is more likely than Texas.
1: Okay. And then I, for what it's worth, I would agree with you on that.
0: Okay. Well, that's good. Like I said, I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're both going to be just fine uh, to start. Yeah, who knows what happens down the road, but yeah, I, I think Oklahoma is more uh, volatile than Texas. Yeah, that's true. All right. Yeah. So like I said, this is February 19th. This episode will be up later today. I have some errands to do some sleep to catch up on. Um, You know, follow us on Twitter, CFB Talk Daily and at Sonny Martinez FS. And thank you guys for listening.